0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with DJK Molina. Thank you, JK, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, bro. So, JK, you got a big story uh, recently where you were able to sell Tweet Hunter. You made the number publicly in terms of what the sale price was. So, it was around 1.4 million with some potential growth after the fact for the owners of the company. It was acquired by Lemlist, who I'm very familiar with. So, and I know a lot of people in the community are as well so jk it's been great to get you on the show and feel free to introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know
1: so i'm uh, i'm lucas's number one fan i direct the fan club pretty much you know <laughs> but uh, right now i'm just yeah so you made the introduction but uh, i'm co-founder of tweet hunter now we just we just sold it and now i just show people how to monetize uh their twitter audience yeah so let's start with
0: the sale and we don't need to go into any details you don't want to go into. This is a very open-ended interview, but I think one thing that, you know, people do want to know is if you're going to launch a software product after or during having an agency, which a lot of agencies do, my agency does and others as well. When is the right time to do that? In your opinion, if you, if you are going to launch one and then sell it, is, is it a, is there a point where you feel it's worth it? Or feel like it's a good decision to do so. And then feel free to reflect on your own experience or not, but just like general feedback for people who are thinking of growing and selling an agency or a software product.
1: Right. It depends on which how much which one is gonna make you the most money, I feel. So we disclose the numbers and we can talk about this because it's it's yeah. public Twitter information, sure, right? Sure. So 1.4 mil. But the business was making more than $100,000 a month. So it's not exactly like it's a 1x multiple, right? For what we made in a year. It wasn't exactly like life changing. Tebow's and Thomas' deal that's 12 million, but they need to stay. My deal was 1.4 million, right? Yeah. Now, a big reason why I, there were a few reasons why we couldn't steal it further. And the biggest one was, in my opinion, I was doing too much instead of focusing on the thing that was going to make me the richest, which was growing Tweet Hunter exclusively, right? Yeah. So I was just, just right now I had a talk with an agency owner. He was wondering about launching a Discord and launching a product and then launching a SaaS. And that works, but as you grow as an entrepreneur, you realize in the beginning, money is your most valuable asset, and then time becomes your most valuable asset. And then attention becomes your most valuable asset. So is it worth it launching a silver product now? Well, how much is your attention being put in the right place then is the question. Right. So if you look at it in a longer time, in like a longer time frame, is which one has the most potential to make you the most money in three, five, 10 years. And I'll focus right. just on that. A big reason why I think TweetHunder wasn't, didn't get a bigger multiple or I didn't just keep growing it is because I diverted my attention where I shouldn't have. So I don't think it's a question of when. I think it's a question of if, if yeah. you think that is what your best path to wealth is, do it. If right. not focus on the agency to keep growing it. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's, 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 it seems
0: like we both had like similar experiences this year in the sense that I launched version two of my software and I've been pretty open about this. Because I'm the only developer on the project, I kind of made some mistakes. I rushed the delivery a little too quick and things weren't as good as I wish they were. But the big thing is that even though V1 was like growing incredibly fast. And so I think the, the big lesson for me, and it seems like maybe in a way it was also for you and maybe for agent, agency owners listening is that it's very interesting and appealing to launch a software product, but maybe the best way to do it is just to launch a software product that makes you more money. And then if it's making you more money and, and and it's making your agency and your clients more money, you could always just sell it to people for even more money, but you don't even need to focus on it because if it's making you money, it sells itself. It's like product-led growth, you know? So, and then obviously having the right kind of attention paid to the different elements and of what it to grow both businesses, you know? I
1: also feel like sometimes we do things because of just the metals, the imaginary metals. Oh, yes. I want to be a founder <laughs> that exited. Or I want to reach... Six figures. I want to be a right. seven-figure entrepreneur. It's, it's the metal, the kind of accolade you get. But trust me, guys. Like, I'm not saying selling 200 was a mistake because there were other considerations. But better than knowing I exited the company, it would have been, I'm rich as fuck. And I think that's right. cooler, honestly, <laughs> just being honest. I think yeah. that would have been a better accolade to me. But I was so cut up and obsessed in the beginning with selling it. It yeah. wasn't a mistake because there were other considerations, but having the money is cooler than having the title in the bio. Yeah, dude, that's the same. Ah,
0: oh, man, I just, I wish I could go back to myself like earlier last year and, and tell myself the same thing because I, I was caught up in a lot of the same stuff. And, you know, I tell people this phrase that I've I've written down and tried to repeat to myself over and over again, which is, you know, don't let your abstract goals change your physical reality or your actual reality. Cause a lot of times we, you know, we create these goals and then we get distracted and we do it for the cloud, we do it for whatever. And then it it kind of detracts from cash flow or increasing the pay we can make to ourselves and just living the kind of life we want to live. So I totally get that. And you know it's it's definitely a consideration. So what's next for JK? What are you what are you doing now? What's the next thing?
1: It's just tweets and clients. I actually made a commitment. The biggest lesson that tweet hunter was don't do too much shit. Do one thing. Dude, so the,
0: yeah, we uh, talked yeah. about this earlier. Like I had the yeah. same thing. I feel like we just both <laughs> had the same, uh, God, yeah, bro.
1: It's just cause, and you, you, you need to like, get to the, like, get the price and realize like, man, it isn't that cool, you know? No. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, right now I made a promise to my business partner, Ryan, I'm not going to start a business for three years. So I'm just going to stay with you. Right? right. So, yeah. So just tweets and clients for the next three years. Showing others how to monetize, not grow their Twitter audience. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, your whole concept of, of likes, not. Uh, likes ain't cash. Likes ain't cash. Yes. I I'll say likes, not cash, but that's not right. Likes ain't cash. That's actually stuck with me a lot. Obviously, uh, branding, uh, for branding purposes, it's a really good phrase. Cause it just ingrains your, that, that thought into everyone's head and I've, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. So what is that plan though? Like, is it, do you see growth for, and for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, you've been able to grow a pretty substantial Twitter following online and, and now also on YouTube, I've been seeing some of the YouTube videos pop up as well. And it's doing pretty well. I mean, does growing that business for you, is it basically just growing social media to establish a higher premium on your services and be able to sell more? Or Is there like other ways that you've thought about growing that business is that
1: the main way, or it's um it's two ways. So it's Twitter organic mainly, because people eventually start listening. Like if you say the same thing ten thousand times, somebody's gonna say, "Hey, what's up?" Right? Like that's just right. how it goes. Right. Now the other move is, I mean, the exit of Tweet Hunter is not gonna be kind of just wasted. It's a good marketing angle. So on Twitter, I use it's like. The thing you need to get to your destination, which is making more money, is the likes and cash method, because you are already sold on Twitter. Whereas on other social media, like YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, I can't sell that because I need to sell you on Twitter first. So if you see my marketing changes a lot, the messaging of the marketing changes a lot. On Twitter, it's likes and cash method. On other social media, it's you need to get on Twitter. I, right. My sale is I'm vouching for Twitter. I'm Elon Musk's number one guy. <laughs> uh, so I'm basically using the angle as in, hey, we built a company and sold it for over a million dollars with just Twitter organic. There's a lot of money here. It's not just drama and politics. Right. So that's kind of the second angle. It's um on Twitter, just keep doing what I'm doing. I think yeah. just getting the word out there. But another social media platform says, I'm trying to convince people that Twitter is the way to, it's a place to be. Right. And uh, hopefully that'll turn out into sales for me.
0: and. generated 1.72 million dollars in revenue i want the same thing for your agency so i've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free that's right absolutely free if you want to transform your business for free go to scale.twiz.io to get your free lead scripts today that's scale.twiz.io scale s-c-a-l-e.twiz.io Now back to the show. There's a couple of platforms that have been going through a lot of turbulence this year. You know, TikTok being one of them, Twitter being another. And even with all that turbulence, what is your best case for why Twitter is the best place to be or why it's an awesome place to be right now? I mean, do you have an argument for why that is? I mean, obviously use your own case study and that's great. But if it was like, I'm the general business owner, what would you say to me as to why Twitter is the best place to be?
1: Because Twitter isn't a social media, it's a networking platform. Like mm-hmm. how do we, how do you and I meet? From Twitter. Twitter yeah. How do I meet <laughs> my co-founders, Twitter? Right. And I build my startup and sold it with a guy on Twitter. So yeah. it's a networking platform, really. Highest ROI thing you can do is connect with other people at your level or ahead of you, even better. So yeah, that's why. Like if you're interested in building a network which will make you more money, you need to be on Twitter. Yeah. That's really interesting. Now,
0: I do want to ask you a little bit about Lemless, just whatever you can share, because just I'm curious what it was like meeting that team, because they've been a huge story right now in the agency world and software world. And I think, do you have a sense of like what the team's like, what their mission is, what they're trying to grow towards? I mean, when they acquired you guys, they brought on your other founders to basically keep growing the assets. So there's some sort of big mission or goal there what is that? Do you, do you have any insight on what their, their goals yeah. are?
1: Yeah, a little bit. So Guillaume, who's uh, Lempire CEO, he, he, it's a cold email thing, right? Like Lempire is cold email. However, yeah. he realized that cold email still works, still good, but it works so much better when you have a personal brand associated to it. Yeah. Because if you send me an email and you're a nobody, then it doesn't make sense. But if they click and you have a few thousand Twitter followers, then your status is higher. They're more likely to respond. Yes. So Guillaume was from the beginning interested in a tool that helped you build your social media as well. He was actually more interested in LinkedIn than Twitter. That's the funny thing. Yeah. Like, he was more interested in Taplio, which is the Tweet Hunter twin right. uh, on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. However, like he, here's where it gets crazy, dude. Like Tibo, who's our co-founder, uh, he's French, right? Guillaume's also French, and right. they both build the startups. And he realized, Thibault realized that these dudes went to the same middle school because he found a picture. They went to the same middle school. So he knew Guillaume was looking for something like that. And we've been trying for months to get a a broker to get us a buyer. Deals didn't really make sense. So he just messaged Guillaume like, dude, we went to the same middle school. Let's have lunch. They meet up for lunch in Paris. Two weeks in, we got a letter of intent signed. He was actually like mm. serious about this, and wow, we couldn't have known that, right? Because it, yeah, it was, it was that middle school connection, and the way he actually dm Guillaume was was through um, through Twitter and then through WhatsApp, right? Again, wow. Twitter connection, right? Crazy dude, like what crazy. a broker couldn't do, a middle school connection could. And if you go to my profile, I actually have a picture of these two guys, and if you go to Tivo's profile, there's a, a picture of those guys. Like wow. Crazy. Imagine, dude, some dude you went to middle school with buys your company for eight figures. It's fucking crazy. And it it happened. And it's like, I never expected that. But it was kind of the perfect storm. That's why I consider myself very lucky. Not only for the team, but the opportunity to grow and this Guillaume thing. Like, man, like, I'm blessed in that sense.
0: That's so interesting. And then how did did Alex Berman get into this? Because I've had him on the show a couple times now, and I haven't talked to him in a few months. Like, what is, is he, was he on the team with you guys? What was that? Situation. Yeah.
1: So we Steve and Thomas were they replicated the strategy we used on Twitter. So we realized that on Twitter, if you pair up the product guys with this dude that has an audience, he just violently harasses their audience with promos. Right. 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 Yeah. So we did <laughs> that with Twitter. And then I had like no LinkedIn followers, but Alex did. So Alex mm. was just kind of their muscle on LinkedIn. I was their muscle on Twitter. And right, we just kind of did the same strategy. It's actually funny because if you check Taplio's, which is Tweet Hunter's twin, if you check Taplio's onboarding, it's very like similar to Twitter, like, it's right. like Tweet Hunter. What? it's like <laughs> this dude going over a voiceover, it's a PDF, yeah. and then you're right, it's it's the same thing, it's just
0: you know yeah. remixed. That's so interesting. Yeah, he's he's a great entrepreneur and he's just been doing this now for so long with the different software products he's launched. And uh it's been a pleasure interviewing him on the show. But that's so interesting. You know, I I do have to comment on that as well when it comes to amplifying the people who are the salespeople into kind of like personal brand, because I've been evangelizing this method, which I use for my own team, which is basically have every single sales rep launch a podcast. And then basically make them into an influencer by establishing authority in a niche. And by doing this, every single person gets more shares, they get more virality, and they basically can sell at a premium because the person who they're talking to sees them as an authority. And that's already been working for my brand and for my business. And so I'm curious, like, do you have a sense of, like do you think that every sales team on the planet should basically turn all their salespeople into, online influencers in a sense and try to build up their brand? Or do you think it's only for some salespeople and some teams
1: where it makes sense? I think uh, it's entrepreneurs in general, because yeah, I think it's entrepreneurs in general. I don't really have much experience running a sales team. I mean, I, it can't hurt. Is it right. the highest ROI thing you can do? Not sure, but it can't hurt because yeah, in every sale, like every sale is closed way easier if you have status, right? right. This is why the Hollywood actors get like their parties and they invite girls and every girl says, yes, it's because of the high status. Yeah. Right? So it's easier to close sales when you have that. It yeah. can't hurt. I mean, should you? I don't know. Does it right? Hurt? Certainly not. <laughs> totally get it.
0: Um, hey, so last few minutes of the interview, what I want to do is I actually am very interested in using your guys' services. And so I, I was going to bring it up to you after the call. But I wanted to ask you, if you you feel comfortable, feel free to kind of explain your services to me now on the call and on the interview, because uh, maybe people listening might want to use it too. I actually am very interested. I was going to ask you after, but then while we were talking, I was like, well, what a great opportunity to share what you do. Feel free if you'd like, because I I am interested in, in potentially working with you guys if there's opportunity there. Feel free, whatever, to share whatever you'd like about that. So
1: yeah, we we can just set up set up a call at the end of this, and we can get that going. Yeah. But, um, when it comes to problems we don't fix, is we don't fix building Twitter audiences. We don't fix buying retweets, and right, we right, don't right. sell SaaS or info product sales, which are low ticket. We only get it's called tweets and clients, so it's designed yeah. to get clients. So if you're not getting that many book calls in your calendar. If people right. with less followers than you are making more money than you. If you feel like you need just traction and direction just to killer your game plan to acquire clients, you see people get to 10, 20, 30, 50 K a month, depending on how it is. So it's a 12-month coaching program, and uh, it's four figures a month or five figures a year. Yeah, And uh, we just help you monetize your audience. Some people take it two days. Some people take 90 days. Some people take a year. But eventually, right. the goal is just to turn your audience into and getting more money from it not grow it but make more money from it because yeah. that's what we do and do you guys do the writing or you guys do
0: all the writing is it like ghost writing services
1: or is it how do you guys we do edit it? it we edit it okay. so it's coaching right so we tell yeah, yeah. we show you what to do right but um uh, we want you to focus on growing the business not writing right. so right, when right, you right. post stuff we edit it for you before it goes live to make sure it's as engaging as possible
0: yeah that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the key. You know, I think um, I've obviously been on a whirlwind ride for anyone who's been following my Twitter stuff over the last 12 months. and I've been pretty open about everything that happened there. But, you know, I think uh, one thing I have learned, and I've learned this from listening to people like Alex Hermosi, who everyone's obsessed with nowadays, and I guess I am too, <laughs> is like, you got to spend money on these channels. Obviously you want to spend it once you have money, but you want to spend money to actually hire people who know what they're doing. I mean, it's the same reason why people come to me for lead gen stuff when it comes to scaling sales teams, because I have spent so much time doing that for my own company and other companies. Now I have people who do my short form content on uh, like videos. I have people who do my podcast editing. I don't do those things on my own anymore. The first year I did, Because I was just testing, testing, testing. But then I feel like you really do need to have experts on your stuff because it's just going to accelerate everything. They've already done everything. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to think about it. You get that time lifted from your brain as well. So, a little promo for your services. But I feel like, you know, hey, if I'm interested in using JK's services, I'm not going to cut off this at all uh, in terms of commission, just letting you guys know because I actually am interested in using them. I've been thinking about it for a while. So, for anyone listening, definitely feel free to hit up JK for that. What's the best way for them to do that if they want to reach out and uh, work with you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to tweetsandclients.com and book a call. There's going to be a quick video there where it shows what problems we fix and what we don't fix. If those are problems you have, book a call and let's see what happens. Yeah.
0: Incredible, man. So tweets and clients. And you know, for everybody listening, JK has been able to grow his business he also have his Twitter following, now YouTube as well, and uh, been able to sell Tweet Hunter for $1.4 million. And that was acquired by Lemlist for anyone who's just tuning in now. And we're really excited to see the things that he's got in the pipeline in the near future. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Thank you, JK, for being on the show. Really appreciate
1: it. Thank you for having me.